0: back to Elevator Inspiration. This week is Lesson 7. We're going to be talking about the Wisdom of Jesus. You know, when you think about a hometown hero, the first person that comes to my mind is LeBron James. You remember? He's an NBA All-Star. He played basketball at St. Vincent, St. Mary High School in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. When he became rich and famous, one of the all-time greatest professional in basketball, he wanted to give back to his hometown. So in addition addition to being active in several nonprofit organizations, what LeBron did was he created the LeBron James Family Foundation, and its headquarters, he put it right there in Akron. In 2015, he announced a partnership with the University of Akron to provide a scholarship for as many as 2,300 kids, beginning in 2021. He also, in November of 2017, he opened up, um, he, he coordinated with the Akron School Board, a school that he named I Promise School. This is an elementary school. Uh, actually, I think it starts in grade 5. And he partnered with his foundation to help struggling elementary students stay in school. James later reflected that it was the most important professional accomplishment of his life. The people of Akron are very grateful to have a hometown hero. Now, I give you that story because who we're going to talk about today is Jesus. And he, in turn, did a lot of miracles. But when it came down to the people of his own town, he was not a hometown hero. It wasn't that way as it was with LeBron. See, today's text narrates one of the most dramatic instances in which people respond to Jesus out of their familiarity with his ordinariness. I want to say that again. They respond their familiar familiarity with his ordinariness. So let's get into it. Let's look at it. We have Homeward bound. So basically, in Mark the sixth chapter, and we're just going to cover six verses at the beginning of um, the sixth chapter of Mark. Jesus has been traveling. He actually um, uh, he leaves a place near the Sea of Galilee where he had raised a girl from the dead. And if you go back and look at Mark five twenty one uh, verses thirty three to forty three, you'll see this miracle performed. And then he makes his way back to his hometown of Nazareth. And in, in verses 1, it says, and he went out from thence, came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. So we see that Jesus had already received his disciples. and He's already doing miracles around everywhere, but he wants to go back home and perform the same miracles, the same Uh, Things he was doing outside of his hometown. He wanted to do that in his hometown. Let's see exactly what happened. So when we get to verse 2, Mark 6 and 2, we see that when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished. Now, that's that's interesting because it was customary in that day um, to to take the Sabbath day. That was this, this last day of the week. Um, assemble, read God's word, and and, and discuss it, kind of like what we do on Sunday, but they actually did it on the Sabbath day. And I was reading that this practice actually started uh, when they were in captivity, during um, the Babylonian captivity, to refresh and to remember uh, the teaching of God. They were assembling themselves together and were begin to discuss uh, His word. And what is happening now, we see that when Jesus goes to the synagogue, that the people were astonished and they were saying, from whence has this man these things? How did Jesus know this? And what wisdom is this which he is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? So if you notice that in verse two, they begin to question, how is he able to talk? and confound and say this because they knew Jesus they knew him from his early childhood. And then, here we go. The old knowledge. Verse 3, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon, and not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. So, because they knew Jesus, they knew him from a youth up, and they did not establish and Accept what he was saying to them. It says at the end that they were offended by him Okay So as we move to the next verse I Have two questions that I want to ask you What preparation might a Christian make to ensure that interaction with hometown folks? Have the best chance of being taken in a positive way and it's amazing You know, when you begin to do great things and you want to come back home and do those same great things to your people, but they remember you from your youth. How can you teach the people in your home time and they look at you in a positive way instead of a negative way? And then the next question is, what are some good ways to to sidestep the question? I like this. What do you do for a living so that when one asking it doesn't develop a misconcept? based on your occupation. I think that's one of the questions I hate, you know, because they tend to size you up when you begin to identify exactly what you do for a living and they put you in a box. So what are some ways you can sidestep that question? What do you do for a living? Just something to think about. um, Because We're going to see in the next verses. Jesus impeded verses four through six. So, verse 8, if you notice, Jesus goes back and he quotes something that is actually in the Old Testament. Verse 4 says, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. So, Jesus identified and realized that even though you all did the same thing to the prophets of old, you all was familiar with those prophets of old, because they did not receive honor you all rejected them. And then without opportunity, verse 5, and he could there do no mighty works save that he laid hands on a few sick folks and healed them. Because of the rejection, because of their disbelief, because they were familiar with Jesus, they had contempt for Jesus, he wasn't able to do a whole lot of mighty works that he had did in other places. And then Verse 6, without boundaries, and he marveled. In other words, this was surprising to Jesus because of their unbelief that it says he marveled at them of their unbelief. And then he went around the village teaching. So he did a few things, but because of their disbelief, because they were familiar with him, because they knew him as a child, he just kind of shook his head. He was impeded. So. So. How can we avoid these pitfalls? We might feel contempt for people of Nazareth for being unable to appreciate and honor Jesus appropriately. How might the saying, familiarity breeds contempt, be applied to someone who has been a Christian for a long time? You know, some of us, uh, if you go to a funeral, it says that he gave his age um, to Christ at a very young age. So my question is, did this individual is so familiar that he has contempt for his Christian life? The person may assume that he or she knows everything there is to know about Jesus. That may result in an overly cautious approach to him. So what are some things that longtime Christians can avoid these pitfalls? How can we keep our relationship with Jesus fresh? And, relevant. and here are some things. We can regularly sing praise songs. We can remember what he did for us on the cross and thanking him for daily mercies, trusting him for guidance through tough times. We have to renew our relationship with Christ over and over again.